Being a new mom is hard. We get it. It's easy to feel alone, but we know that's never how God intended it. So we want to welcome you to The Motherhood. If you need professional parenting advice, clinically proven data, or study-based evidence, please let us know where to find it. Because here at The Motherhood, we focus on sharing experiences, offering encouragement and understanding, but most importantly, friendship. We're here to do motherhood together. Hey guys, and welcome back to The Motherhood. If you're new here, I'm Riley. And I'm Bethany. And today we are finishing up our Unspoken series with an episode all on the mental mess and mental stress that comes along with motherhood. Yes, and I just want to admit that it is currently 10 o'clock p.m. So this is an after hours episode. And Riley and I were just talking about, one, it's 10 p.m. because we're moms and we have to find time to record um inside of our daily routines and and we're both early birds Mm -hmm. like we thrive in the morning so we usually try to record early on a weekend so this is like the polar opposite this is late at night on a weekday yeah this is our first time attempting to record at the end of a day usually i am already in bed by now but again we're just trying to be flexible with balancing all of the things and not making our husband's have to pull too much additional weight so so welcome to the motherhood (laughs) after but all that to say that I literally feel like my brain is melting inside of my skull right now I might be getting a little loopy a little bit more fun this episode and I think it's also just very fitting because it's at the end of a long day so what better time to talk about all of the mental mess and stress than at the end of the day we should have had a glass of wine for this one listen i had a cup of peppermint tea and i'm already just like feeling loopy so it's probably the sleep (laughs) well maybe you're asking yourself exactly what we mean by mental mess and mental stress how would you define that riley i think when you hear mental mess you automatically think like anxiety depression um all the different like adhd just all the different mental like conditions I guess that you could experience but I feel like at least for this episode it's a little bit more of a light-hearted approach in that you know we kind of touched on that in our postpartum episode um and while we are not dismissing any of those uh, more extreme topics Mm -hmm. we're talking today more about the um maybe like overstimulation yeah like being a mom the mental load and the stresses that come with that. The um, invisible, unseen things of motherhood. Yes, the things that you don't like admitting to and talking about because, again, you could swear you're alone and feeling it. You're not. Mm-hmm. And I, I, again, think it's kind of funny that, like, we're talking about this specific topic this week. One, because this episode is being posted on Valentine's Day. Um, obviously it's not currently Valentine's Day and we're not recording at 10 p.m. on Valentine's Day, but it's being posted on Valentine's Day. So I know I haven't even started thinking about our plans for Valentine's Day, how we're going to spend that, all the sort of things. But also I feel like this has been one of the hardest weeks for me in a really, really long time. I think I've cried a handful of times already this week. So I know this specific topic is hitting me hard. So it's really funny that we are recording this tonight because we actually both had 
a rough week. I know you just mentioned that you did. Yeah. I was right there with you. Mm -hmm. Usually when one of us is down, the other one can be like, (laughs) I got your back. But we just both jump ship. We were both just like texting each other. How's your day going? How's your day going? (laughs) How are you feeling now? Yeah. It's literally that reel we posted earlier this week. But you know, it's like that. It really was a day because so many people cried that day. But why do you think it got to that point? Like, what was happening in the week? Like, if you really sit down and dissect it, what had you so bogged down? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I think that also like answers the question of, yeah, like what are these things that weigh us down? What are these things that add to our mental load? What are these invisible things that we're talking about? So I know for me this week, there was one specific day that was my worst day this week. But I was already feeling overwhelmed because, you know, Riley and I are trying to start this business, if you will. We're trying to run this podcast and um, kind of step out and do our own thing in addition to raising our children in addition to, for me, still working an actual job, in addition to just trying to do laundry and dishes. And then, um, I think it was Wednesday morning, then my um, son was sick and snotty, and there was a chance that maybe he might have strep or some viral infection. Um, And that was just like my ticking point. That was when the tears started rushing down because there was kind of already all this stuff thrown at me at my job that I already felt like I didn't have enough time in the week on top of everything else I was dealing with. And then it was literally the the simplest air quotes, Mm -hmm. the simplest thing of thinking about having to schedule a doctor's appointment. It's always something so small that tips the scale. That's what got me and instantly started crying also because... I was thinking about how I would have to schedule a doctor appointment and bring both of my kids there and then just thinking about how overwhelmed and stressed out I already was and then having to bring two children into an office with other sick children and manage that all by myself because my husband would not be able to take off work. So it was it was one little thing that tipped me over. I cried, called my husband crying. He knows that a lot of my feelings leave my body in the form of tears, but Same. then I called my mom crying because I knew my mom would get it as another mom and just feeling overwhelmed. But yeah, it was just it was just feeling like literally there are not enough hours in the day. There are not enough cups of caffeine to like try to be doing all the things. Oh, and did I mention that I'm like literally just trying to work out too? I got up early at six o'clock. And then both of my kids, I got up early, did my devotional first this this particular morning. And by the time I finished my devotional, both of my kids woke up randomly at 6.40 in the morning. So then I didn't even get to get my workout in before work. So then my workout didn't happen that day, which was the one thing I was trying to do for myself. So it was just one of those days where it feels like everything is piling on. And I think those are some of the, like, I know for me personally, invisible weights is, again, you're thinking doctor's appointments, you're thinking your career if you have one, you're thinking for us starting a business, you're thinking are the dishes done, is the laundry done, when does my kid need to nap, what am I going to feed them for lunch, again, just all of that going on in your mind at one time. 
and it's like so hard to like shut it off and like go to sleep yeah, or so, do anything else and like that was that was my wednesday <laughs> and then thursday hit and I- <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was funny because literally that morning you know and i'll let you share here in a minute but i know you were kind of having a rough week already but that morning when i woke up at six and got my devotional in i was feeling so good and like riley said most often for each other one of us is on either end of the spectrum. So when she's down, I'm up and can encourage her. When I'm down, she's up and can encourage me. And so I felt, okay, I will encourage her this morning. I got this. My devotion, I'm full of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, my <laughs> devotion was hitting home. I was feeling good. Literally three hours late. I am talking with my hands and getting sassy up in here. But literally three hours later was when like the threat hit. And I went from like on top of the world to tears, emotions, yelling, overstimulation in the span of just a few hours. So yeah, I'll let you kind of share your experience, but it was just funny that I thought the day was going to start out so good and it just quickly, quickly, quickly changed for me. Well, first of all, I'm going to edit this part out, but let me help you with the doctor's appointment. I can like meet you there and like sit in the car with one of them. I guess Ayla, I can't sit with Archer. He has to, you know. Could you imagine? You should not edit this part out just because Doctor Burton would be like, "You're not his mom." Yes, I am. I'm on the HIPAA form. Look it up. <laughs> I am his contact. Whatever emergency contact. I'm gonna start adding you. I don't know how they give you the list of like people that can bring your children into the. I just filled it out. I need to put you online. Please do. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, my bad day started the night before. Um, <laughs> I am the kind of person who, when my cup is full, I am doing all the things. Mm -hmm. My house is clean. I'm getting the workout in. I'm eating right. I'm thriving. But when my cup is empty, (laughs) I'm I'm empty. I'm not thriving. (laughs) And so, like, you know, this particular day, I just didn't get to everything. Mm -hmm. Um and so Connor comes in and he starts doing some of the house chore things. And it's not like he is bashing me, being like, why are there dishes in the sink? Why aren't the towels switched over to the dryer? Why aren't, you know, like he's not being ugly. He's jumping in and taking action, which mm-hmm. most women would be like, oh, my husband just came home from work and is helping me. How sweet. Not me. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't do a good enough job. Like, he that's is what you doing think this he's now, saying. Like, in his head, like, passive-aggressively. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, if if he had, like, I'm a stay-at-home mom. That's literally, my job is to take care of the house. So, for him to come home and have to do something, like, it's not that I don't want him to ever have to do anything. It's just that I, I like serving him in that way. Yeah. And I like for him to get to come home and play with his daughter and eat dinner, and then she goes down, and we have some time to, like, chill out, watch a show, do whatever. Yeah, so I just like to kind of, like, you know, provide that opportunity. Yeah. And then, also, I'm able to rest, too, and so it's just, it's good for everybody. So, um, when that doesn't happen, I put a lot of, like, pressure on myself to make it happen, and then when it doesn't happen, I feel a lot of guilt. Yeah. And, um, that particular day, um, I don't know, it just, it got the best of me, and, um, I ended up going to bed that night thinking, like, okay, we'll just make tomorrow better, and then I woke up the next day, and I was 
still a little bit frustrated with myself. And like when I get down on myself, at this point, I start doing all the things almost passive aggressively. Like now I'm doing it to prove a point. Yeah. Not because it's coming from a place of love, but because I'm like, well, he's not going to come home and do this twice. You know, like, and then I put a lot of pressure on myself to maintain this hashtag goals wife, you know, and like, then I feel like, you know, Indy can be kind of clingy and she's all about her mama. And so I feel like when I'm not able to give her what I'm going to call quality time where I'm like on the floor playing with her and engaging with her rather being like you have independent play which is still important Mm -hmm. but like I'm too busy worried about all my checklist then I go into the guilt of like okay does she did she get what she needed today you know like obviously her needs are met but like emotionally did she feel love today and did I really enrich her brain today and then I think about how you know, I didn't get a workout in. Well, if you'd get a workout in, you'd have more endorphins mm. and you'd be happier. And then you'd have more energy and you'd want to do more things. And then I feel really bad because, I mean, my quiet time took a way back seat. I haven't done it in days. And then Indy is sleeping very poorly right now. So she wakes up at three, wants to get in the bed with me and screams until I allow that. And so <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm like, I just want to get some sleep. So I pull her in the bed you knowing I'm got. not going to sleep well. Then I don't sleep well. And then it's like a, just a cycle. Yeah the literal cycle right there and I'm like just even hearing you talk about that I'm like yeah those are all just examples again I think of a lot of the things that go on in most moms mind you know minds you know it's like that you think of you're literally like I know for me like you're calculating wake windows you're like okay so what time does she need to go down if you're still like nursing and or breastfeeding whatever you've got to think when do they need to eat next or now that when they go down you're on the clock yeah like okay now you have maybe 20 minutes maybe two hours yes once they go to sleep you know okay well then I got to do the dishes and the laundry and um what are we going to make them for lunch and then you're all of that on top of the mom guilt and the mom shame which is like you already have all these pounds of weight and then that's like the tons that you add on top of everything. And I think a lot of that just kind of goes back to one, I think the pressures we put on ourselves as moms, but also the pressures of society that are put on us to be able to do all of these things. And um, I know I sent Riley a video the other day, a little history fact, but it was a video talking about, you know, like why is most of the load put on the mother's Um, and it was just basically saying that like it goes back to the industrial revolution when the fathers had to leave the home for work. And like at that point in time, all of, you know, the moms had to be the mom and the father and do all of the things. And then it didn't really change or get any better from that point on. Yeah, because we are not in the industrial revolution anymore, my friend. For sure. But literally from that point on, it was like, and I think obviously it's getting a little bit better, but like that shift never really happened to like balancing back out the workload between mom and moms and dads. Cause um, moms just did such a good job, but that's now the expectation. <laughs> we could be both. No. Um, but yeah, just, and again, I know, you know, if you're married and in a marriage relationship, everyone's marriage relationship looks different, but I know, you know, I work from home um, and have a, full-time job but even like working from home I still feel the pressure to 
while I'm there, you know, have the dishes done, have the house cleaned, all of the little things, even though I'm still working, you know, again, it's like I'm home. So, you know, I should have these things done. But, and again, that kind of can all go back to this whole history of societal pressures and stuff like that. But I just wonder how much of that is society's pressure on us and how much of that is pressure that we put on ourselves to do. No, for sure. And like, you're talking about the work from home mom perspective. I thought if I could be a stay at home mom, it would solve all my problems. I have enough hours in the day. I could do all the things and then still get a workout in. I could start my day with some quiet time. I could really enrich indie and just like, you know, if I just didn't work. Yeah. But it just goes to show you that it doesn't matter if you work away from home, at home, or not at all. It's hard. There and it's still are not enough hours in the day. Never. And like, I don't know if it is society or ourselves because I know we all have so much pressure to like be the best mom ever but Mm -hmm. like do men because I don't know if you know men aren't they don't have um as in-depth conversations as we do like when we got like when we go out we talk about how like yeah we'll we'll talk like personal stuff like raising the kids Mm -hmm. we talked about birth a lot um just all kinds of different like very vulnerable topics and like the men get together and they're like you guys want to play Smash Bros? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I don't even talk about the kids. Yeah, and like, I mean, I'm sure they do in some capacity, but I don't think it's like the vulnerable, like, hey, how are you guys handling this? How mm-hmm. is this making you feel, you know? And so like, I don't, there's not a doubt in my mind that Connor wants to be the best dad he possibly can to Indy, but he has never been like, I feel like such a bad, bad dad today. Mm-hmm. And like, so I... He has either felt that way and not voiced it, or we just have so much more pressure and, I guess, feel things more dramatically than they do. I don't know. But, like, that's something I'm really curious about because I've noticed that, like, I catch myself in my feels and stressing that I'm not doing enough. And I'm like, I wonder if he ever feels this way. Yeah, yeah. And I know we have kind of talked about, like, doing a whole episode on you know just like kind of like the responsibility struggles between mom and dad or mother and father um but it's true I mean like you don't necessarily hear about like dad guilt or dad shame it's always mom guilt and mom shame so maybe it is a lot of self-inflicted yeah I'm sure and again like I am a very firm believer that yes there are kind of a lot of responsibilities especially in the home that like there's some that moms naturally have to take on again, like feeding or like nurturing and stuff like that. But, um, not to say dads can't nurture too, but, um, I'm again, just like a firm believer that men definitely have their own share of mental loads and mental pressures. And I think that just goes back to the different ways that God designed us. But again, I know my husband feels pressured to have a really good high paying job so that he can like take care of us and provide provide for us Mm -hmm. yeah and again i'm i'm usually like i wouldn't want that weight on my shoulders to be like the main source of provision for my family although some days it does sound better than the overstimulating (laughs) day i've had but again i all that to say i just feel like men have their own set of pressures but i don't think my husband walks around worrying about you know like when's the next doctor's visit or like even when has the trash been taken out I have to remind him most days when it's trash or recycling. You know, it's like, it's just like those little things that I feel like 
most often a woman is responsible for knowing. And I know that's not the case in every relationship, but my husband probably doesn't even, I mean, he knows what a wake window is, but he's not thinking, you know, like wake windows and appointments and parties and gifts and just all the things. And if we need to be here by 10, then you need to be up by 8 and she needs to have this done by this time. Like literally, okay, so I think a great way to explain it is like there was a day (laughs) where I would wake up and I would get out of bed and I would lay around in bed, scroll my phone, hop out of bed, make some breakfast, um, have some morning time to like just do whatever I need to do and then be like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. Let's get ready for church. Now, mm-hmm. if we're going mm-hmm. to church on Sunday, I'm preparing Saturday night. Need to take my shower. Need to dry my hair. Need to lay down at this time. Set my alarm for this time. Have Indy up by this time. Give her breakfast by this time. It takes us 30 minutes to get there, so I need to leave the house at this time. And it's like, now that I have Indy, every single thing has to be thought out. Yeah. There is no winging it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, you know, we talked about in the postpartum episode, you get so bound to their schedule that like, Sometimes it feels like you can't even do anything. Yeah. Or like my mother-in-law um, had some surgery, so she's on bed rest right now. And I've been trying to take Indy to see her more to, you know, lighten her spirits. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> With a cute baby. Right. And like, you know, she just plays in the floor right now. And since she can't really, my since my mother-in-law can't really do much, she loves to just watch her mm-hmm. and have some company. And so we've been trying to do that. And she'll be like, what time are you coming over? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Because in theory, I need to wait until after her first say. nap. Yeah. But after her first nap, she has to eat. And then we have to drive, and I don't want her to fall asleep in the car because I'm over <laughs> when her next nap. So it's like, mm. whew. I'm feeling stressed out already. <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah, I just, there's there's so much that you're even just calculating ahead of time. Like, I know there have been times where just, like, even silly things, like, before Josh and I will, like, go to bed and turn out all the lights and stuff, like, even if there's a paper towel sitting on the counter, I have to throw it away before I go to bed. Yep. Because in my mind, it is one less thing I have to do tomorrow morning. Josh always makes fun of me because I'm constantly rearranging our couch pillows to be more set, like, how they're supposed to go constantly. Like even before I go to bed, because again, there's something about just being able to wake up and it's already in order and it's one less thing, one less thing I have to do in the morning while I'm getting the kids up, getting breakfast ready for both of them, all the things. And I think like, you know, I think we talk about overstimulation and I really did not know that was a thing before having a baby. And I feel like I experienced it a little bit with Archer. But I know for me, definitely after having two of them, I just never, I never really thought I had like an issue with stimulation, but I I think I was telling you this the other day, it was like even down to the fact where I started wearing house shoes, <laughs> like an old grandma, and I realized I wear them because I... I can't even, like, if I'm barefoot in my house and I feel the crumbs and the dog hair on the ground, it's just one more thing stimulating me in addition to the dog wanting to go outside, Archer asking for a snack while Ayla's crying for her food, while the dishwasher's going, while I have this itch on my back, while my mind is already thinking of all of these things, while the TV's on in the back. You know, it's just, like, all of that down to, like, I literally had to wear shoes because even a crumb on my toe would overstimulate me and it's just like again these were things I 
I don't even necessarily know if you can prepare for them, but stuff I just didn't really like know about going into motherhood. Everybody tells you about like the lack of sleep and everybody will throw their advice and opinions at you, but very few people are like, hey, your brain is about to be turned upside down and shaken. (laughs) And not to mention it's literally like a biological thing. Like I think our brain, we lose like some of our memory going through birth and breastfeeding and stuff. Like it's a scientific thing that... Like, mom brain is a real thing. So, like, in addition to having to put 10 times more things on your mind, your brain is not functioning as sharply as it did before. And now you have even more things to think about and to consider. For me, I tend to do a lot of things a little bit. So, like, I'll be like, I'm like the queen of like, okay, let's go do the dishes. Start to do the dishes because dishes for me are pillows for you. I have to have them all done yeah, before bed. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> dishes for me are pillows for you. Literally, I can have a spoon from breakfast sit in the sink all day until after dinner and it's fine. But I cannot go to bed mm-hmm. without that spoon being clean. <laughs> Anyways, um, so for me, like, I'll start to do the dishes and then I will be washing I'm gonna use that same example the spoon and then I'm like oh I ordered any spoons oh they're supposed to be in today let me go check the mail so I go check the mail while I'm on my way to check the mail guess what I realize my we have a really like our driveway is like half a mile long so like I'll take the car down so this is why this would make sense but I'll be <laughs> like oh your gas light's on well let's just go ahead and grab some gas real quick oh crap we need groceries well while I'm out I might as well do this okay well I've already messed up her nap let's just swing by and get some lunch real quick and then I come back home get her down for a nap oh, I need to put away the laundry. Well, I can't right now because she's napping. And so it's like literally everything I was supposed to do in that day it crosses my yeah, mind, yeah. And I, <laughs> but I don't finish any yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. That literally happened to me just a few hours ago. I was starting to get all the ingredients out that we needed for dinner, and I got like halfway through. And then a few minutes later, Josh was like, why did you only get half of the ingredients out? And I was like, well, I started doing that, but then I got a text message from a friend who needed me to send her something. So then I had to get on my computer to send that. But while I was on my computer, I remembered that I left the faucet running. So then when I went to turn off the faucet, you know, like it's like, but my husband is just dinner or like, I'm sure he'll be fine with me saying this. He gets home from work and the first thing on his mind, poop. (laughs) I got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, must be so nice to get home and just worry about using the restroom. And me, I'm like, don't do that quickly. uh, No, no. 30 minutes, people. (laughs) Love you, Josh. Um, But anyways, you know, it's just like, I don't think. And I think that's another thing, too, is like, have you heard that where like men's brains are like compartmentalized or something? Okay, so I heard it explained as, sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. I've heard of it as like. Men are waffles. Yes. Each like each thought has its own box mm-hmm. and its own section. Nice. And you go into that box. And then if they have another thought, they leave that box and enter another one. And then women are spaghetti. Yes. I am definitely spaghetti noodles. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Yes. You knew what I was talking about. But yeah, again, I'm like, he's just got like this one track mind. But I do think I can multitask a little bit better. But isn't it so cool to see how God created that, though? Because mm, exactly. it balances one another perfectly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, I think that's why sometimes I feel like, going back to my meltdown the other day, <laughs> I feel like when Connor does things, he runs circles around me, which then makes me feel like he does a better job 
at both his job and then comes home and does mine how why does he do better than me mm-hmm. how can he do that that's not fair and then i beat myself up but again that's another tangent mm-hmm. um all of that to say i do think that the way that our brains work play into that though mm-hmm. because connor can so clearly be like okay indy is fed logically she can play while i go do the dishes and if she gets a little bit fussy it's okay waffle box yeah dishes yeah yeah. waffle box laundry whereas for me if i go to do the dishes and indy cries i'm dropping everything i'm running over to indy i'm checking on her probably playing with her for a minute because it takes a minute to get them engaged again Mm -hmm. and then i try to run off and do something else well then she misses me and i also think that kids act different for their mom than their dad but like again it's such a good balance because we are so all over the place and they are so like, their blinders are on to whatever they're yeah, doing. Yeah, Which can definitely come in handy, too. Again, this is not, like, to say that that's wrong or anything. But, yes, just the differences in our minds, for sure. Um, and I know for me, a lot of the times, my overstimulation and my weights in my mind and stuff, I know even for me this week, a lot of times that comes out in tears, but a lot of times it comes out in yelling and frustration and there I definitely yelled at my kids just because I literally got to the point where my brain was like there was just so much going on and it came out stop at my kids but more so I just meant to the world you know and then again it's like you just feel even more guilty and even more shameful because you're like I just yelled at my kids and I think the hardest part of it all is that like you have to be the one to regulate your emotions, you know? And then theirs. And teach them how to do it. And yelling isn't necessarily teaching them how to do it. But, yeah, it's like, I think that I was just thinking about that this week is, like, it's almost kind of one of the hardest parts of motherhood for me is just learning to regulate my emotions and display that correctly for my kids or at least I'm just still very much learning how to do that and before kids it's like if you do raise your voice or say something unkind or whatever to your husband you can apologize Mm -hmm. to him and he understands whereas the child could just be like upset that you raised your voice or something and like I think there's a level of understanding between adults that just isn't there with adult and kids yeah and then you know Social media and the comparison trap doesn't help because the first thing you do is pop on your phone and see the account where it's like how to speak to your children yeah. and it's like don't say no, don't raise your voice and it's it's just human things. Yeah. But how beautiful is it that you also have that opportunity though to when that happens be like, Archer buddy, I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. mommy got frustrated and yeah. that's not what she should have done. Like that's still a really good learning opportunity. Yeah. So like. Don't beat yourself up too bad because he is still learning and we are still human. Like, again, mom pressure, you know? Yeah. And again, that's why I share it just because I'm like, that is a vulnerable thing for me. But I know I share it because I know and hope that there are other moms out there who have done the same and feel the same. In fact, I saw a TikTok of a mom who literally was talking about that. But I also kind of shared that because I feel like again, certainly back to TikTok, but I see these TikToks where, you know, moms say, especially when you're overstimulated overstimulated or things, it's like, take a deep breath, count to ten. Um, think of this, think of this, whatever. And 
I have yet to, in that moment, be able to implement those things. Right. Like, I think, again, I'm still just learning. One, I think I'm learning what my triggers are. So I feel like I need to implement those things, like taking a deep breath or stepping into a quiet room or something sooner. Not right where I have hit my limit. Right. And again, it comes out as shouting or crying. It's like when you first notice that yes. feeling instead of letting it reach that peak. I need to take a deep breath then and not, again, once it's at the peak. Because if I reacted to it sooner, I think I wouldn't get to that point of being overstimulated and reacting in frustration. But it's hard because a lot of the times I don't think we even realize that we're feeling that way until we're at yeah. that elevated level. Yeah. So it's like you have to be really in tune with yourself and like really disciplined to know, oh, this is what I'm feeling. I yeah. need to act on it, yeah. you know? Yeah, Because I, w- I was going to say that, yeah, I see those TikToks, but I'm like, but how do moms do that? Like, I don't ever think to do that when I'm frustrated. I don't think, wait, let me count to 10 and take a deep breath. Or let me sing a silly song instead. You know, right. again, I'm just like in that moment, I'm frustrated and sad and upset. And I don't think to do that. And um, that kind of just made me think of like, what are other ways that we can like combat the load or combat the stimulation, combat the stress? Because it's very much, again, still something I am trying to find ways to right. do in learning about. Again, I'm just very much in a week of feeling the load and feeling the weight. And again, just learning how to lessen that weight for sure. Right. I think for me personally, thinking about ways to like overcome it, for me, I get this way when I am so, so like right now, I am so, um, I guess like I'm so passionate about starting this podcast and growing it and wanting to you know really chase after this essentially dream we have and I'm also very passionate about being the best mom that I can be to Indy and to be the best wife that I can to Connor and I feel like I put so much pressure and stress on myself to be like perfect in all the areas instead of giving grace and everything that I know that I should But what happens is I go, 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 and I don't prioritize my quiet time. Mm -hmm. Like that, Mm -hmm. to me, I mean, I'll be be honest here, and I know it's terrible, but like that's the part of my day where I'm like, if I get to it, wonderful, but if I don't... It's usually the thing that's the last, or just falls to the wayside. And I hate it because that's not the way it's supposed to be. The minute my eyes open, if I'm before Indy, I should be able to you know, do that time, and if not, the minute she goes down for her nap, that should be priority number one, and it's not, and I can admit that and, you know, hopefully fix it, but um, I'm just not taking time for Mm self-care. I'm not prioritizing me, and I'm not saying that, like, oh, when you get down on yourself, treat yourself, you know, but, like, I really think that right now I'm not putting any time in my schedule to fill my cup back up. Yeah. I'm just literally... Um, running myself ragged to like give her good care and to make sure that the house is put together and it's it hasn't been this week so hence the guilt but like yeah um to make sure that you know everything is on track for the podcast because that's another thing when you're in a partnership like I don't want you to have to pull more weight than your half and I don't want to do anything that's going to keep you held up and 
we're trying to grow. So, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like we're just running, we're chasing our tails, essentially. Yeah. Like, there's always something to be done. And then I'm not getting restful nights. And it's just like a never-ending cycle. So yeah. I know for me, I really need to give myself grace and some attention. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, we, y'all can go check out our self-care episode because that's literally what we talk about is like finding that rest and stuff. But again, here it is just like coming back up because I think that is one of the ways you combat the mental load and mental stimulation is by getting that time to rejuvenate and giving yourself time to rest. Um, Again, I know already touched on this, but I know for me, it's learning to like use those tactics and stuff earlier on when I start feeling the load, start feeling the pressures. Um, and again, we talked about this in the self-care episode, but we weren't designed and God didn't make us to be stressed out and overwhelmed. And so definitely, of course, time with the Lord and everything, Um, finding that rest in him and just giving your burdens and your weights to him is, you know, I feel like the number one thing, but sometimes like easier said than done. And I know when my focus is fixed on God Mm -hmm. and I'm giving him my time, everything in my life seems to work out better. I totally understand that. And yet here I am still making the same mistake. Yeah. You know, like I'm at the point where like, even when I get some me time, like once Indy is down and I'm just scrolling my phone before bed, which is also a bad habit, I should stop. But like, (laughs) again, I can acknowledge what I'm doing wrong. (laughs) Am I going to I know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I mean, even in my quote unquote free time, I'm still Googling things like, why is an Indy sleeping through the night? How to use a new editing software. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I need to just check out and breathe for a minute and then show up my best self again yeah and honestly I'm not a doctor here but maybe you should too yeah let's go do something well I feel like yeah sometimes it's and again I think we're speaking specifically to this season of life that we are currently in but maybe you other moms out there be hustling as well but I think sometimes it's taking diligence on our part to say hey shut down work yep it's eight o'clock. You need to give yourself, even if it's just 30 minutes, to not think about anything or do anything. As we record at 10.30 p.m. I know, literally, because <laughs> hours in the day. Um, But yeah, just like, I know for me too, it's probably being more diligent to like shut things off, even when you still feel like there's so much to do. Um, And not going to lie, I literally, before this episode, had to like Google ways to combat overstimulation and mental load because again I'm still learning how to do it um but one thing I found on the internet and I think is an obvious one is also just like you know if you're married have a partner in this whole motherhood thing you know it's sharing that load and communicating your needs and communicating the areas where you need help and I know for me that's not always easy and me and you as people pleasers I think it almost adds a whole nother weight to me to like think of like I don't want to add more to his plate you You know I don't want yes yes I don't want to inconvenience someone else so like then I feel even more guilty because I'm like well now I have to take up my husband's free time with you know all the stuff that I have to do and that's kind of like another weight but Again, I think just communicating clearly with your husband, 
and saying, hey, these are just some things you could do to help me out throughout the day. And like, how can I be helping you as well? Yeah, I think it's also important that I like that second part, because it is important that we are receptive of them doing the same and sharing their load and burden with us too. Yeah, I do want to take it a step further Mm -hmm. and say that one of the um, mental stresses that I currently face is I love my daughter more than like, just about anything but there's god there's connor there's indy like that's my trifecta right there um and taco bell that's close (laughs) for but um it can be exhausting to have a little person that is 100 percent needing you 100 Mm percent of the time she rarely plays independently and it's it's such a sweet thing she just loves me and i love her and i love the bond that we have but i almost forget what it's like to exist outside of her Mm -hmm. so I think I could apply that communicating needs and stuff to like my mom or Mm -hmm. my Mm in-laws or people that could say hey let me take her for the day because I just feel like that's something that we probably all can relate to is like they are the best thing that ever happened to you but you do need time away from them but if you don't communicate that like to the world it just looks like she's my little bestie and she is but like if you saw us you probably wouldn't think oh she'd kill for some alone time mm-hmm. right now and so I don't think it's like and I'm a stay-at-home mom so it's like I feel guilty needing a break like that's my job is literally to be with her you mm-hmm. know but I could definitely see how communicating needs of like me time yeah. or just whatever yeah. could be super valuable too and I love again that you mentioned not just to your husband, to those around you, to a friend. And I think that comes down to like asking for help and knowing that it's okay to ask for help. And sometimes if you are a people pleaser, it's like, hey, if it's not too much, if it's a burden, please say yes, no. Yes. You can definitely say no. But if it's not too much to ask, would you maybe mind? And then if they do say no, you're like, okay, yep, that's fine. That's fine. I'm going to just keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm keep going. But anyways, yeah, I think, I think that's a big one too, is just being okay with asking for help. Um, I know even for me the other day, that Wednesday, I was feeling really overwhelmed. Um, After Josh got home and before we started dinner, I just asked him, I was like, hey, do you mind if I go for just a quick walk in the neighborhood? And I know like for me, just a 10 minute walk outside in the cold, fresh air and like being outside of my home in that space that at the time just felt so crowded and cluttered, like even just a 10 minute walk was a good shift for me. And I felt like I came back into the house and, you know, it's funny to see when you get those times of like rejuvenation and stuff, like I was so much more patient with the kids Mm -hmm. and I could sit there and quote unquote, like gentle parent, you know, like I think again, truly for me, it goes back to seeing those signs sooner, acting on them sooner. And then I won't get to the point where I am overstimulated or over frustrated I, you know, I can take those moments to rest and, um, just like reset my mind and then hopefully just be like more patient and be able to tackle all of the things. Yeah. And I wanted to mention one more thing, um, that morning, that Wednesday morning when I was doing my devotional and I think you might've, I sent you screenshots, but I was reading about just like being obedient to God in the mundane and in Mm -hmm. the little things in life. And when you're obedient in the little things in life, you know how much more prepared you are to be obedient to God in like the big things in life. And I know for me that, and then like going on throughout my day and then feeling overwhelmed, 
and everything. I know for me, though, it spoke differently to me in the morning when I was in a good mood than it did later on in the day when I was frustrated. But I did just remind myself that, like, even through the toughness, again, I think we add a lot of pressure to ourselves, on ourselves, in addition to what society puts on us. But I do still think there are like God-given roles that he has given to us. Again, he hasn't given us all these roles to make us feel overwhelmed. Right. But I was just reminded that I do still need to be obedient in these little areas. Like in this calling we feel he's given us through the podcast, in being a mother, in being, in like nurturing them, you know, in being a homemaker in a home carer for um you know I was just reminded that I can still be obedient in those things and in this like season of toughness when there's so much on my plate it's truly just preparing me for something greater it's preparing me and making me stronger for something that he has for me in the future so again not to say that God is like I'm gonna put all this on your plate and you better be obedient in each area of your life but it it just made me think if I can be obedient in fulfilling these roles he has given me, again, he hasn't given me the stress, he hasn't given me the worry, but he's right. given me these roles and these awesome opportunities. If I can be obedient in these little things, again, how much more obedient can I be when something bigger and harder comes my way? Right. Um, so I just know that was like an encouragement for me that day. And again, all the more to me emphasize just how important it is for me to be in the word And literally my quiet times are most often, most mornings, maybe seven to 10 minutes if I'm lucky. So it's not like, at least right now in this season, I am diving into the book of like Exodus or anything, but just even those five minutes for me have been a game changer in trying my hardest to prioritize that, but tangent over. (laughs) Well, I also think that all the different areas that we're blessed with, called to, all of those things. Um, I think a lot of the times we are so overstimulated and so scatterbrained and just all over the place is because we really are trying to be the best that we can Mm -hmm. in all those different categories. And I think we put a tremendous amount of pressure on ourselves in the process. But to remind yourself that that overstimulation really does come from a good, genuine place Mm -hmm. of like, you're just trying to be the best that you can be. Um, so it's kind of like a catch-22 yeah. to be like, go easier on yourself. But it's yeah. also like, you know. Yeah. Like it's not a bad thing to want to like succeed and excel in all of these things. Yes. But again, like I also think not to like the detriment of ourselves. Like it made me think of my workout journey and how a lot of times I will start working out again. And I work out so hard. I go like six or seven days a week. But I work out to the point of like exhaust like you know I get to the point where I'm just like tired I'm overtired and need a break because I haven't taken it slow I haven't paced myself and taken it easy so then I work out for like four weeks straight hardcore but then I quit for a while because I have over exhausted myself you know whereas if I kind of like pace myself out it would probably be a longer lasting thing because I wouldn't be getting exhausted so it just made me think of in life too you know kind of have to like pace myself and I know for me, sometimes that's like actually saying no to stuff and not always saying it's a hard yes. One. So, which is another episode we'll talk about. Yes, that is on our list. <laughs> 
So, yeah, we basically just word vomited how crazy our week has been. And um, that was mainly the bulk of this episode is sharing our struggles and overstimulation in the hopes that it helps you. So just um, to remind you of a few major takeaways we want you to have from this episode, because, again, we have just packed it full of our own experiences. Mm -hmm. Basically, if you are overstimulated your brain is a mess, you're stressed with all things motherhood, marriage, family, life. Um, Just wanted to remind you, communicate your needs to people who can help you, whether that be a friend, family member, spouse, like these people are in your life to do life with Mm. you. And part of that is to help you when you need it. And so, you know, they're typically very willing to help and excited to help, but you have to make that first step. So, um delegate tasks when you can make sure that you know if you are a routine person like for me if I have I've started trying to use Indy's first nap for me like my workout my shower stuff like that and then her second nap I'll just crank out some housework Mm. so maybe you can find a rhythm or a routine that works for you um self-care and rejuvenation obviously always a huge help and then um Sometimes just removing yourself from a situation to kind of regroup and come back with a fresh attitude and outlook on it. So, And if you're like both of us and still very much learning, big takeaway too is that you're not alone in this. And I think, again, it's a process of finding what works. So we're right there with you learning alongside you. For sure. So I hope you enjoyed our brain dump. Um, (laughs) Our midnight hour brain dump. 10 p.m. therapy. And also, if you have joined us for all of or some of these episodes of our Unspoken series, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know it was um, a lot of fun for us to record. I know we processed through and learned a lot through these series. If you haven't checked out the other episodes, go ahead and check out the ones we've recorded before this. Um, And we hope to do a similar series like this in the future. And if anyone you know could benefit from any of the episodes we've made so far, please consider sharing with them because it really supports the podcast. And the more ears we get into, the more moms we can impact. And that's ultimately the goal. Yeah. So... With all that being said, I guess we will catch you guys next week. And P.S. Today is Valentine's Day. So if you forgot and you're on your way home from work, you might want to stop. Reminder. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to us, friend. If you felt encouraged by what you heard, please consider giving us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Unless you hated it, because like your mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, you don't say anything at all. And to officially join the motherhood, follow us on Instagram at themotherhood underscore moms. We always have ways to interact and we want to hear from you. Have a great week.